Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. Since this past Easter, over these past eight or ten weeks or so, I've been talking a lot about how we need to learn to feast. I've been saying that we probably do a better job at fasting and in the fasting seasons of the church than we do at feasting. Many of you have told me that this has resonated with you and makes a lot of sense and this is exactly what you've actually experienced in your own life, through Lent and coming into Easter. Um, I'm hoping, uh, sometimes these things, there's a delayed response (laughs) to recognizing these things in our life. Uh, But I think that we have a lot of work to do, at any rate. A lot of work to do in our lives to shift a culture. Uh, And long ingrained habits. Maybe that it's developed. Sometimes that takes time, usually takes time, but I want you to know I have no intention of giving up working on it. In fact, I am developing right now a 20-year strategic plan for how we can address this. I told somebody last night, and they looked at me very funny, I said as a priest, and this is, I spent 15 years planning how to shift over to the Benedictine office. This was always in my mind. 15 years of plotting and planning uh, and being tactical. And uh, there are many other plans I have for you that you know not of um, that are coming uh, over the next 20 years or however many more years God gives me to be your priest. But this is one of them. We're going to work on this. We are going to work on it. When we are suffering, when we are suffering, we weep. And we offer the sacrifice. When we are blessed with a great harvest of fruit in our lives, we dance and we offer the sacrifice. When we are hungry and longing for the goodness and grace of God, we offer the sacrifice. When we are filled to overflowing with the goodness and the blessings of God, we give thanks to God and we offer the sacrifice. And here's an important one. Even when we're bored, or feeling lethargic, or apathetic, or stuck in the treadmill of Acadia and listlessness, we rise up, and we go, and we offer the sacrifice. You get the idea. No matter the condition of our life, it is always the same. There is one thing that matters, and that is to worship God as a family, by offering the sacrifice. I guess my job, and all of our jobs, is to ask how do we establish this in our lives, in our community, as an irrevocable habit? How can we become absolutely religious about this? 
I'm not sure, but it is our task to make this our communal and personal culture and discipline and hope for the day that it becomes so natural and organic a way of life that we can't imagine living any other way. Things ebb and flow. We know that in all areas of this world and in our life, including even our spiritual zeal and the warmth of our heart towards God. But Christian maturity means that when things are ebbing, we don't just lie down and go to sleep. We have to dig deep, stir up the faith, fan the flame, as St. Paul says. We have to persevere to offer the sacrifice, to give to God the holy day, to keep the holy day, to keep the Sabbath day. In the Old Testament, God spent just as much time commanding his people to feast by offering sacrifice as he did commanding his people to make reparations for their sins by offering sacrifice. <laughs> and I understand, and you understand why he did this. Because we need it. We need it. God has laid out a banquet for man, and man still does not eat. I have to bury my father. I have to get married. I have business to attend to. I don't feel like it. Man is starving and hungry and longing with desire for one thing. And God has provided the one thing, his very flesh and blood. He's laid it out on an altar, table, sumptuously. The very thing we long for. The only thing that will satiate. And yet so often we find something else to do. This struck me in a very particular way in the last couple of days. On Friday, June 24th, the year of our Lord, 2022, a 49-year, seven times seven, let that sink in, 49-year blight of evil, the symbol of evil, was overturned in our country. Now, I understand the overturning of Roe v. Wade is not a panacea, but that's not the point I'm making here. This is of great significance. 49 years. Millions and millions of prayers. In the harvest of Pentecost, and on the very holy day of the nativity of the very one who recognized the eternal word made flesh in the womb, the one who said, this is my body, and then gave that body up for the salvation of all. Not like others who have said, this is my body. And then promoted murder. On this day, this holy day of St. John's Nativity, we had a great, great event in our lifetime. What did we do? <laughs> How do we celebrate and give thanks? What is the first thing that came to your mind when you heard the news? I'll post a meme on Facebook. <laughs> Many did post a meme on Facebook, expressing their joy and gratitude. That's great. I'm not opposed to posting a meme on Facebook. But did anybody think of going to the house of God in the great assembly to offer a sacrifice of praise in thanksgiving to God? Anyone? I can say without a hint of reservation, 
That is the very one thing, categorically, every single Christian should have done immediately and purpose to do on Friday. That should have been our response. If this didn't occur to you, I am not chewing you out, by the way. I am not. I promise you I am not. I'm not angry. I'm not discouraged. I'm just saying we have work to do. I have work to do. Look, the reality is, I've been told that I have to rebuke, admonish, encourage, do all that. That's my job. I don't like it most of the time. I have to work at not being resentful. I'd rather be sitting out there being admonished. Because I'm just struggling to keep up with you in this race. But that's what I have to do. I'm not angry. I'm just saying we have work to do. We have come a long way. God has been so gracious to us, but we have work to do. The absolute meaning of our life, our very existence, is to feed on God by offering the sacrifice. By offering ourselves in the sacrifice of the Lamb. And then going out into the world in the spirit of power to live holy lives and draw all men to God. Today's feast of the body of Christ, Corpus Christi, which technically fell on Thursday, but today it's repeated. This is a feast of great joy and celebration because our hunger has been satisfied with angels' food, the bread of heaven, the flesh of God made man. There should be no other greater joy for us. And this is how we feast. We should pull out all the stops. We need to learn how to feast. We need to learn how to rejoice and give thanks. And it's not something that just happens spontaneously. You realize feasting requires asceticism and discipline every bit as much as fasting does. We fast so we can offer the sacrifice with purity of heart. We feast so we can offer the sacrifice in joy. But they're both so we can offer the sacrifice. Whatever we are doing, the one purpose is that we offer sacrifice, worship, that we might be made one with God and with one another through the reception of the body and blood of Christ. May we say today and every day with our Father among the saints, Saint Ignatius of Antioch, I have no taste for corruptible food nor the pleasures of this life. I desire the bread of God, which is the flesh of Jesus Christ, the seed of David, and for drink, I desire his blood, which is love incorruptible. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.